you know, this league's all about your response. You're not going to be good every night. And uh, I loved our response, and I thought we had, I thought everyone played well. The Dallas Stars put themselves back in the win column on Tuesday night with a dominant 5-2 to two win over the Los Angeles Kings. And on today's episode, we will talk about that massive win and go inside the Stars locker room and hear from Miro Haskinen, Jamie Benn, and Rope Hintz and hear why the team was so successful in their outing against the Kings and how they can keep the momentum rolling as they go on a three-game road trip. All of that and much more on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Wednesday, November 2nd. And whether this is your first time here, or you are a recurring listener of the show, thank you for stopping by and making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Uh, you can find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you're watching on YouTube, please do consider hitting the subscribe button and help us reach 1,000 subscribers by the end of 2022. We are getting oh so close. We are almost at the 950 mark at the time of recording this. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please do consider doing so. And Tell a friend, tell a family member, tell someone who likes Dallas Stars hockey uh, to come and subscribe to the YouTube channel, help us out, but also get some great daily Dallas Stars content. We have a lot of fun stuff to talk about today because the Dallas Stars got back on track. Ugly win over the weekend on Saturday against the Rangers, but they get back on track on Tuesday evening, closing out their three-game homestand with a 5-2 to two win. Uh, in an absolute flexing of a sh of a game of of a show over the Los Angeles Kings. I mean, it was just all stars really from the get go, uh, especially once that second period hit and the Stars' offense just started exploding on all cylinders. Absolute insanity from this team, uh, just you know, looking like the team that we saw start the beginning of the season and all of it uh, without their best goaltender in Jake Ottinger. But Scott Wedgwood played a fantastic game. We'll talk about him a little bit later. But with one player giving us an absence and Jake Ottinger comes the return of another key player. Miro Haskinen was back in the lineup on Tuesday and he did not miss a beat. If someone had, you know, not really been paying attention to the stars for, let's say the past 10, 14 days, they had no idea Miro Haskinen was out. They would probably have no idea that he missed any time at all. I mean, he looked like his same old self, if not even better. Uh, this was one of his best games of the season, even though he hasn't played a ton of games to start things out. He looked fantastic uh, last night beating the Los Angeles Kings. He logged two assists and, of course, 
made a plethora of defensive plays as well. Uh, and one of the best stats of the night that you see all over social media, Miro Haskinen, was on the ice for all five Dallas Stars goals and was not on the ice for the two goals that the Kings scored against the Stars. So, I mean, this is a guy that when he's on the ice, big things are happening for his team, and typically not a lot is happening for the opposition. And that's the reason why whenever Miro Haskinen is healthy, he is near the top of the list in time on ice for this Stars game. But enough from me. Let's hear from the man himself. Miro Haskinen gave the media some insight on how he felt coming back last night in that game against the Kings. Oh, yeah, of course it was great. Great to be back. It was fun to play again. And yeah, it was, of course, great win. Great win for the team. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't too bad. I, I've i been skating, skating a lot uh, when, I, when I was gone. So yeah, it, it wasn't too too bad to jump, jump in and play again. What's the key to the power play success? Um, I think it's a it's a hard work. We were working. We we won uh, won the rebounds we we had there, and yeah, hard work uh, and good puck puck movement. So that's that's kind of it. Do you have a goal? Do you look? I know Pete said earlier that you guys could be one of the best power plays in the league. Do you think the same thing? Oh yeah, of course. I think we have uh, two really good units, and yeah, I think we we need to be there uh, top top five at least. And yeah, it's a. Uh, that's what we want to make difference on power play, and we have great, great guys for that. So yeah, it's it's of course goal to be be the best there. You know, I find it funny that Miro Haskinen had the audacity to say that he felt, you know, okay. Uh, you know, he thought he did fine. He thought he did okay being back out there when people know that he looked like one of the best defenders in the game last night, uh, putting everything that he does well on display for the world to see. Just a reminder that hey, I know Adam Fox is having a good year. I know, you know. Eric Carlson, of all people in San Jose, is having a good year, but I am also still very much relevant in this league this season as far as defensemen. Uh, and again, one of the best games we've seen from number four so far this season. It's great to see him back. The Stars are just a different team with him on the ice, and they're a better team with him on the ice. I, I think that you feel a little bit more confident having a backup goalie out there in Wedgwood with a guy like Miro Haskinen out there on the ice. The way that he plays defensively, the way that he can move the puck out of the defensive zone through the neutral zone, and then get the Stars set up on offense. And the Stars were the beneficiary of that countless times, both on the 5-on-5 five five and on the power play, which is another reason why the Stars were so successful. The Stars executed very well on their power play, going 3-for-4, and Miro Haskinen, of course, on the ice for all four of those, uh, and having a hand in, um, I believe it was Jason Robertson's, yes, checking the NHL's website, having a hand in Jason Robertson's power play goal, Really good stuff. You absolutely love to see it. He also played a hand in Tyler Sagan's goal as well. Uh, Tyler Sagan's goal. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. But let's take a moment and hear from Miro Haskinen's coach and Rope Hints and hear what they had to say about his performance last night. Well, I mean, you guys see, I mean, he, uh, you know, we were much better than we were the other night, but but his impact on the game is is huge. You know, he, he gets us out of our end quicker, cleaner, uh, makes so many plays. Um, you know, he's one of the best in the world for a reason. And, you know, when he's out of the lineup, uh, you know, you're a different team. He's a huge part of this team. Like we can see, every time he's on the ice, he can, because he's skating so well and making plays, and he's so good in both ways. So that's huge. Yeah, obviously he's so good. Like, he, their, their forward bites that he's gonna shoot, and then he moves the puck, so it's, it's easier for the flanks too. Like, to go down and see that 
we have some more time there. How have you seen him kind of develop in that role? Obviously, John had that for a long time here. Um, now he's running point on power play one. How have you seen him develop? I think he's always been good there. Uh, and he's just getting better, so that's, that's good for us. We'll hear from Stars captain Jamie Benn a little bit later on, but he, of course, had good things to say about Miro as well, really just echoing what Pete and Rope had to say as well. You can really just go on and on and on about the impact that Miro Haskinen has, but I know that his teammates and Stars fans all across the world, all across the country watching this game uh, were excited to see him back out on the ice and not only back out on the ice, but making a massive impact for this team and helping them get a huge win uh, to close out this three game homestand. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will talk about two other impact players in last night's big win over the Kings. We'll talk about Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by Built Bar and their reimagined new flavors, including cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, and coconut brownie topper. You can also get white chocolate peppermint granola. It's Built's take on the granola bar, and it's more filling and still insanely tasty, and candy cane brownie as well. That's a puff bar. Built puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. First off, for anyone who hasn't tried a Built Bar before, they are literally the best tasting protein bars that have ever been assembled. I personally eat them to start my day out. I normally try to go on a walk in the morning, get my feet moving, get the blood pumping, and then normally as soon as I get back, I eat a Built Bar. It helps me start my day off right, pairs perfectly with a cup of coffee. It's just the morning routine at this point for me, and I would highly recommend it to anyone else looking to get a little bit of you know juice or bounce in their step in the morning. Built Bar can definitely help you out with that. They are revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories. Only 130 calories in each Built Bar. You can get your own pack of Built Bars today by visiting their website, Built.com, and get 15% off your first order when you use the promo code LOCKEDON15. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. Thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. We're talking about last night's big win. The Stars defeat the Los Angeles Kings by a score of 5-2. to two. Miro Haskinen, a big player in that, as well as the top line, Jason Robertson, Rope Hintz, and Joe Pavelski all scoring goals as well. All of them coming on at the power play, at least one goal apiece. Rope Hintz actually had two goals in this contest, but two other players that you know, tend to sometimes get overshadowed this season, not just to, not necessarily because they're playing bad, but because others are playing incredibly well are Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. But you cannot say that about these two on Tuesday night. Both of them played very well and were huge reasons why the Stars were so successful and why they came away from the American Airlines Center with the big W. Both veterans seem to be starting to hit their stride at this point in the season. We saw Sagan get off to a pretty good start. It took Jamie Benn a little bit of time to get things going as far as being on the score sheet, uh, but he still had his presence felt in the faceoff circle with his physicality, his ability to win pucks. But now we're starting to see things translate in the statistical categories for him as well, mainly the assist, which is where he made his impact on the game tonight with two of them and both of them coming on the power play. That star's top power play unit looking like one of the best in the NHL after this game. 
Uh, and Jamie Ben, you know, you can maybe argue is quote unquote the weakest link on that unit. But if Jamie Ben is your weakest link on the power play, uh, that is a very good problem to have. But he played really well last night. Tyler Sagan scored an absolutely filthy goal during the siege of the second period when the Stars were just scoring goal after goal after goal. You had Jason Robertson on the power play. And then just a few seconds after Tyler Sagan. And then just a few seconds after that, Rope Hintz unassisted uh, and Tyler Sagan's goal. Man, it was pretty. Looked like vintage Tyler Sagan. I mean, the, the Sagan that we all kind of fell in love with whenever he became a member of this Stars team. And, you know, even though he is a little bit older and doesn't always have that, you know, extra pep in his step, uh, that that was a thing of beauty. Uh, and a great setup by Denis Gurionov there. He gets his first point on the season. Uh, and just great stuff from Tyler Sagan there. Hopefully we can see a little bit more of that on this upcoming road trip. We all know the Stars will desperately need it in order to get some big points on the road, but I want to go back to Jamie Ben again with those two assists, also doing a bunch of other small things that sometimes go overlooked, winning face-off, winning puck battles, winning a few races as well, even though he's not the fastest guy on the ice. Uh, Jamie, you know, has just been kind of a do-it-all guy this season, both on and off the ice. I think that he's done a good job of continuing to lead this team. I feel like that, you know, the way he leads this team has stayed kind of the same, even with a new coaching staff, a new head coach at the helm. This team still plays incredibly tough. They still play incredibly hard, and Jamie been a huge part of that, and I think some of that's even starting to rub off on younger guys like Ty Delandria and Wyatt Johnson, and Jamie had a little bit to say about that after the game. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, just trying to keep building the chemistry, and uh, you know, trying to compete every night and do the little things right, and um, you know, trying to pitch in when we can. For Wyatt sticking up after nine games, is this something that you know you kind of saw coming as you've played with him throughout camp? Yeah, I don't think it's a surprise that uh, he's going to stick around here. Um, he's a fine young player, and he's only going to get better. I mean, this team can really just hit a whole other gear uh, and really probably reach new heights if they can get consistent play out of Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan like we saw last night. Ben especially, I mean, just being the captain of the team, there's something to be said when you're captain, even when he's not, you know, the youngest, the fastest, or, you know, the flashiest player on your team. If he can still find ways to contribute and, you know, make the team successful by the way he plays and the things that he does on the ice. I mean, I think that does a lot for this team as far as pushing them forward. And I mean, there's other pieces there, guys that can handle the load scoring wise, guys that can even, you know, also hold their own in the faceoff circle. It's not just Jamie Ben, although he is one of the better guys on the team at doing it. Uh, there's just so many things that he can do on this team. And when he's playing well, uh, the rest of the team typically is following suit and is better off for it and likely mirroring what he's doing. Let's listen to what his coach, Pete DeBoer, had to say, as well as his teammate, Rope Hintz. That's, for me, his best game since I've been here. And, um, you know, we want to keep building on that. You know, that that was that looked like uh, uh, vintage Jamie Ben. You know, he was fast and physical and all over the ice, winning pucks, creating stuff. Uh, I thought he was excellent. So, you know, I mean, we, we need that. And, um, you know, we, we're asking him to do a lot. He's playing with two youngest kids on the team, uh, and uh, or two of the younger kids on the team. And, um, you know, I thought tonight he, he was exceptional. Ah, he's, he's a great leader. He's, he makes plays. He plays hard. He's, he's just a great leader. He's a big part of his team. Great to know that Jamie Benn has this sort of impact on his team. Hopefully we will continue to see more impact from him, especially on this road trip. The Stars going to need all of the firepower they can on the five-on-five five and on the power play.
But we're going to take one more quick break, and when we'll come back, it's time to celebrate, not just because of the win, but because the Dallas Stars had their best game of the season as far as avoiding penalties. More on that after one more quick break. Closing out this Wednesday episode of Locked on Stars. Remember, if you're watching on YouTube, to hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, you can follow us on there as well. And if you like the show, you can leave a five-star rating and review. And if it lets you write a review, let us know why you like the show, why you enjoy listening to Locked on Stars. Thank you guys again for the continued support. Let's close out this thing talking about last night's win. And one of the best parts of this win that's going overlooked just because of how well so many of the players played is the Stars avoiding their penalties. I believe on yesterday's episode, I said the Stars will have a great chance to win, and it's considered a success if they can stay under five penalties, and they did just that. For the first time this season, the Stars actually recorded less penalty minutes than their opponents. It wasn't a highly penalized game like I thought it might be early on. The game was very physical, and there were a few penalties handed out throughout the early stages of the first period, but things died down a little bit, but the Stars had four power play opportunities, and the Kings only had three. And the Kings did take advantage of one of their power play opportunities, but the Stars went 75%, three for four on their power play looks, which was really one of the deciding factors in the game because of the return of Miro Haskinen playing alongside Jamie Benn and Joe Pavelski, Rope, and Robo. I mean, that is just a lethal power play unit. And that's just the first power play unit. And then after that, if you get past those guys, then you got to deal with Tyler Sagan. You got to deal with Wyatt Johnston. You got to deal with Mason Marchment, just to name a few of the guys that are on the second unit, Nils Lundqvist. I mean, it is just a great team that can really stack the box as far as power play personnel. But really right now, I mean, you have, of course, the stars finding some discipline as far as penalties. Uh, I think all of them given except maybe the tie to Landry. One tie to Landry again collides with the player while skating, minding his own business. He gets called for a penalty. The other one's certainly warranted. I was not a fan uh, of the Nils Lundquist one, although he definitely deserved it. I mean, he got called for the, I believe it was boarding um, against Gabriel Velarde. Uh, it was just a dumb play by him. And I think that was actually the one uh, that the Kings capitalized and scored on the power play. Um, but you know, the stars had some insurance built up by then, but all in all, the stars played a nice clean game and it was a huge reason why they were successful and why they got the win. And really just as of right now, I think we can see as fans of the team, as people that watch this team night in and night out, we can see the pieces of what will make a successful you know, season for the Dallas stars. I just don't know if we've seen all of these pieces put together in one outing just yet, or even, you know, consistently. Uh, and one of those big things is the offense firing on all cylinders on the five on five on the power play. Uh, and, you know, I think the stars have been limited to what they can do on both of those because they've been taking so many penalties because they've been playing on the penalty kill. So often we haven't seen the offense firing on all cylinders like we did to start the season against Nashville and against Winnipeg. There was kind of this stretch, especially with Miro gone, uh, where when the stars were taking too many penalties, they were just digging themselves in a hole that they could not get out of. And if hopefully Tuesday is the start of a trend where the stars start to play a lot cleaner, they start to play a lot smarter, and they start to play a lot more five-on-five hockey. And if it is a mismatch on the ice, hopefully they are the ones who have more players out there uh, at a time on the power play. 
And then, of course, you mix that with great defense. The Stars' defense definitely took advantage of this Kings team, which there were several times where the Kings looked like a team playing game two of a back-to-back, although they dominated the St. Louis Blues on Monday night. But regardless, I mean, this is still the Kings, one of the best offenses in the league, top three in goals for coming into this game. And the Stars absolutely shut them down. Scott Wedgwood did that. The defenseman did that. Miro Haskinen, Essa Lindell, Yanni Hockenpah. But the goaltending also has been great. Uh, Even in the losses, Scott Wedgwood has looked sharp and certainly is not the reason for the Dallas Stars losses, any of them that they've gotten this season. Very glad that he's able to get his first win, and hopefully we'll see Jake Ottinger back within the next week or so. Again, I I know it's been said that he's likely not traveling with this team to Arizona, Edmonton, or Winnipeg, but I think that they'll be fine if Scott Wedgwood can get the start in those games, which I imagine he will because none of those games are back-to-back. The Stars will have downtime and rest time in between those games, and it's it's a mixture of those three things, the defense, the offense, and the goaltending, which, of course, that's how hockey works. You have forwards, you have defensemen, and you have goaltending, but the offense works whenever they're on the five-on-five and when they're, you know, drawing more penalties rather than taking more penalties, uh, and, you know, We saw kind of all three things come together last night. Of course, Wedgwood played well. But if you have a Stars team that when they're healthy fully and when they're playing disciplined, I mean, they have an ability to be a top five team in this league legitimately, not just beginning of the season. They have more points than some teams that are off to a slow start. If they are fully healthy, if they have Miro Haskin, if they have Jake Ottinger out there on the ice night in and night out, and they're playing these games where they're only you know committing three to five penalties a night, if not less, I mean, this is one of the best teams in the National Hockey League as far as coaching, as far as personnel. They are a threat and can hang with just about anybody in this league. Uh, And, you know, we we got to continue to see them build upon this. And this is all, again, without Jake Gottinger. If you mix what we saw tonight, if you mix the power play and the defense with a Jake Gottinger performance, there's a potential that we maybe see another shutout or maybe only a one-goal allowed performance. Uh, That's, again, not to discredit Scott Wedgwood. I think he did fantastic and played very well against the Kings and, you know, just fell victim to, again, one of the best offenses in the league. But can you just imagine a healthy Jake Ottinger in this game on Tuesday with the way the defense was playing, the way the power play was operating, the way the offense was operating? It's just very exciting to think about. And it is still early in this season. And so it makes sense that we haven't seen everything put together just yet. I mean, November just started, but if this team can really find their identity and find their footing and keep things going consistently and knock on wood, stay healthy. I mean, this is going to be a dangerous and tested and, you know, battle trained team that can, you know, be a threat to anyone in the postseason. It's a team that you see on your calendar or see that you're matched up with them in a best of seven series and you're scared or you're worried. You you don't know how you're going to beat this team just because they are well prepared in every aspect of the game. They can defend the goal. They actually have good goalies and they have forwards who can burn you. All four lines are finding ways to get scoring chances. It's not just a top line team anymore. If there's any group of forwards out there on the ice, I mean, they're finding ways to put the puck on net. Even that fourth line, Luke Glendening had a point blank shot in the second period that maybe could have made it six to two in Dallas's favor. I mean, Roddick Fox is good in the faceoff circle. White Johnston looks like he's staying with the team long-term, not getting sent back to the Windsor Spitfires. I mean, this team is incredibly different from what we saw from this time last year and just what we saw really at any point last season. I mean, it is night and day, and I'm absolutely here for it, and I can't wait for the day when we finally see everything come together. 
That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and for making us your first listen of the day. Remember to hit that subscribe button on YouTube and also find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. Remember, we are free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. You can also find and follow us on social media at Locked on Stars on Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. Well, we'll be back here tomorrow with a preview of Thursday night's game. The Dallas Stars traveling to Arizona for their first game in the Mullet Arena against the Arizona Coyotes in the College Arena. Should be an interesting experience, to say the least. Always interesting playing the Coyotes. They're one of the worst teams in the league, but they seem to give good teams trouble every now and then. And so, especially playing at home, we'll see what this game is like. And bound to be a unique experience for this team. Playing in a unique environment, unique arena, should be a very fun viewing experience for all of us. But I hope you guys enjoy your Wednesday, and we'll be back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.